0: Here we are, another Sunday. Hey, what a beautiful morning this morning when you got up. Was it nice? Yes. <laughs> I sat out on the back veranda and just looking around and just feeling the wind um, coming through and just that cool wind, that refreshment that came from it. And I've been uh, looking this week at the path that we travel, the path that we travel as Christians, the, the, the choice that we have of the road we take. Actually, it's not even just Christians, it's people who aren't Christians have the choice as well. You know, where am I going to go? What's the path that I'm going to go down? And uh, just one of the things that I loved about the paths that I've been on, especially when I've done bushwalks down south, is that cold breeze blowing through that, that somehow wakens you up. And I just feel like, you know, sometimes we just need the cool wind of the Spirit of God, don't we, to just wake us up, to just make us think a little bit more deeply about the choices that we're making, the paths that we're travelling on. And, you know, if, if you think about any time you've ever had opportunity to walk down a path in the wilderness, it's nice if it's marked well, right? It's nice if there's a, a good, I, I guess, trail to follow. There's, it's nice when you can see what's ahead. And generally you'll see that the paths that you follow through those places of wilderness are pretty narrow, Right? have you ever noticed that they're not usually big and broad like so so if you went out to the desert and you looked out and you're like where am I going quite often you'll get confused you'll get lost you'll 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 be wandering around like even the bible talks about the Israelites wandering in the desert it seems that there's no real signpost there's nothing concrete that you can can put your faith in there's like sand dunes but they might move every day You know, their shape's different. The wind blows them wherever it would go. And there's a passage that Jesus, in in the Bible, in Matthew, where Jesus was talking about the path that we choose. It's sort of, um, I guess when you first have a a glance at it, it almost looks as though the Christian road is hard and horrible. But it wasn't what he was saying. And we're going to be looking at that this morning because I feel like... um, we need to just make sure that we understand that Christian walk, the Christian walk is not always the easiest walk. It's not always the most attractive walk in terms of the lack of effort that I have to have to walk a different way. But Christianity actually requires us to commit ourselves, our heart and soul to following Jesus. Right. There's this this moment in life when you're a Christian that you have to go, well, I guess for every Christian really, it is, what's the road that I'm travelling on? Am I making a decision to follow after Jesus? Am I making a decision to follow in his path, or am I following somewhere else? And Jesus, when he talks about this, you'll see um, in this chapter, which has actually a lot of comparisons in the chapter, there what, what are called couplets where it compares things, that we're going to be looking at four things that Jesus compared this morning. But we need to make this decision to know that following Jesus isn't always going to be easy, but it is the best path to go on. Not only is it the best path in terms of the end result, but the travel, the journey on the way is actually worth it. It's funny because we often think that that freedom comes from having no restriction or having no no guideline in our life, but true freedom doesn't come that way at all. And this is what Jesus wanted to talk about, is saying, you know what, if you actually decide to follow me, the path isn't always going to be easy. There's going to be some things that you need to put in place in your life to give up, so that you can actually gain eternal life, but not only gain eternal life at the end, but live a life right now that honours God, that actually frees you up from the world, that frees you up from sin, that frees you up from from nothingness and purposelessness to where you need to go. So let's have a look at our passage today. And and in fact, there are 10 couplets in this chapter, but we're looking at four today. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, its gate is wide for the many who choose that way, but the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and very few ever find it. Now that's got to put some joy in your heart, right, as a Christian? Man, that's good. We've got a narrow gate, we've got a narrow road, we've got a difficult path, but at the end there's something called life and that's awesome, that's great. That's great. But let me ask this about life more, more, more generally. I don't know if any of you have ever played sport. Um, I'm presuming that you have. Um, or been in other competitions or, or seen things. What's the best win? Is the best win when you win by a thousand points? Is the best win when you're struggling throughout this, this game... And, you're, and you're, you're battling against the opponent, that you're, that you're walking a road that is not that easy to get to the winning point. What's more satisfying to you? To me, it's always been those close fought contests. At the end, what's the celebration like? It's amazing. We, we'll shout, we'll, we'll sing, we'll, whatever we do. You've seen people at the footy afterwards, they're singing the song. And, and when you have this hard fought win, it is so much sweeter. So much more celebration. And I'd just like to put to you that the journey that Jesus has for us, that that He's set out here, He said, Hey guys, this is a difficult road, and often we think it's just about the end game, right? That at the end I'll have life eternal. But you know, while I'm here on earth, it's just gonna be this struggle and horrible and I'm gonna hate it. And Jesus is gonna make me not do lots of stuff and he's gonna say I have to act a certain way that you know that my life has to be restricted, but I'm doing that so I can get eternal life. That isn't what Jesus was saying. It's not just the end, but it's the blessing of the journey itself. And as I talk about these paths today, which are very contrasting, I'm hoping that you get this sense that being a Christian is worth the price you pay. Because in fact, the price you pay is giving up things that only inhibit you, that only enslave you, that only make your life less worth living, actually. And so here Jesus is talking, he's talking about these two ways, the narrow gate, the wide gate. But here we are entering into the narrow gate, the journeys that we take, and the contrast that we're looking at today. One, a gate that is narrow or wide, a path that is either a broad highway or a difficult road, a road that few travel, on or a road that there's many people traveling on and a road that ends in either life or destruction. What are you going to choose today? We ought to be Christian people because there are difficulties in walking. But these are actually blessings and and the blessing is that we are walking the road of Christ and, and when we read about that in the Word of God, it says that pleasant is the way. It might be narrow, it might be difficult, but it's pleasant, and on it there is peace. So let's first look at the gate that we enter into. When Jesus talks about it now, he's saying, like, guys, to actually become a Christian, there's a narrow gate you've got to enter into. What does that really mean? Simply this, that it's more difficult to be a Christian than it is not to be a Christian. It's as simple as that. Why is that? Why is it more difficult to be a Christian than to not be a Christian? Have you ever wondered that? The reason is this, that it starts us to require a consciousness of our own emptiness, our weakness, and the need that we have to lament on our sin and repent of it. That's a hard thing for a man to do or a woman to do, isn't it? to, To actually take thought of themselves and look at themselves and go, wait a minute. I need to think about my life. I'm actually not that great. I am actually empty. Inside of me there's an emptiness. I am not a good person. That There's things in my life that are sinful, that, that really hurt me, they hurt others, and they certainly hurt God. And what happens when we become a Christian is it's almost like this narrow gate is a point where we enter through And it's that narrow that it shaves off all these things that are on our sides. It shaves off pride. It shaves off that that self-righteousness that we long to walk in so often as people. And it requires this emptying of ourselves. It's almost as if we have to strip off everything else to enter in to this gate of life. Have you ever thought about that as a Christian? That the road that you're going to take is requiring of you a sacrifice of self to give up what you think is right, to think the way you think, the way you act, the things that you are allowed to do by Jesus. There's a story in the Bible of Naaman who was a a great ruler and he had leprosy and he was asked to do a simple task to go and bathe in the River Jordan seven times. At first he was refusing it, he said, no way, what, I am a king, how dare you give me such a task? His wise servant spoke to him and said, you know what, if he'd asked you to do something difficult, you wouldn't have done it, you would have done it, but because this is easy, you feel it's beneath you and so often people don't enter into the the road of life because they're not prepared to give up self. What is it that God is shaving off you as you step through that gate? And it may may be easy to enter into a wide gate. I remember going um, bull catching when I was young and we we went out with tractors and bull catchers and buffalo catchers and cars and motorbikes and, and we were chasing after a whole lot of cattle. Now, how do you catch them? You have a really wide gate that they can enter into so you'll drive them in and, 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 the, and the gate just gets narrower and narrower as the wings come in. But the actual opening to that gate is wide, it's easy to get into, but what's at the end, they are trapped. You know, to be not a Christian is very easy. It requires no common sense, it requires no thinking about life, it requires no sacrifice because it allows me to live however I want. But the choices that we make will be either the worst choices we can make for the worst self that we are or the best choices we can make for the best self. But I want you to hear this. Entering through that narrow gate is a lot easier than you think because that narrow gate has been made wide by Jesus Christ. It's been made wide by His death on the cross that cross is at which every person, every race, every gender, every intelligence, every personality can enter in because it gives this universal truth, the cross brings us all to one level. Each one of us are sinners needing Jesus Christ's grace in our life. We are all brought to that level, and this is the gate that we enter into. It's that humble trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, which actually allows that gate easy to enter in. It's narrow because there's no room for sin or self righteousness to enter in, but it's wide enough to receive and accommodate every soul of every man that has ever lived. So then we'll come to the contrast of the road. One is broad, a broad highway, the other narrow. Do you know the Christian course, the life we live as Christians, has some restrictions and limitations that are, that are of no concern to someone who doesn't know Jesus Christ. There are things that Christ is asking us to do that we have to live like, that we have to be like, that we have to give up. But it's deceptive in appearance to think that we can just go down any road we want. And there's this, this trickery, I guess, of, of freedom and, uh, and independence that attracts many people. They're like, I can just live how I want. I don't have to be responsible to anyone, but I can live how I want to live. But the narrow gate, the narrow road, sorry, is a consecrated road. It's where we give up who we are to become who he is. And it's concentrated on one thing. I live for Jesus. I live for God to glorify him. But the good thing about that, a narrow road is this, that we start to become focused. We stop wandering. We have purpose. We have intent for life. How many people that are living this life right now have everything yet have nothing? There's still this wandering in their heart, a restlessness, that they're not fulfilled, that that things are not good, but those who follow Jesus Christ and walk according to his way will find that there is purpose, there is meaning, there is life in following that road. And sometimes it's important to understand that just because something is narrow doesn't mean That it's not a good road. Narrow is sometimes safety. I talked a little bit before about how a narrow road can be a better guide, but I don't know about you, but when I've been walking on a mountain trail and there's a fall that way, there's a steep incline that way with rocks that could fall if I climb, I'm really grateful that the road I'm traveling on is narrow because it keeps me safe from harm. There's a castle in France where you have to walk down this, to get to it, you have to walk down a really narrow trail. Why? Because on each side is quicksand. If you actually wander off, it's not safe at all. The wide trail, the wide road, the wide highway that a lot of people go along, it's compelling, it's wide, it's do as you like, but actually dangers are lurking everywhere. And many things that a person who chooses that road go down, they they look at it, they think it's giving me freedom, but it ends up that they become a slave to that very thing. I'm free to drink what I want, but I become an alcoholic. Think about that. But there's many things similar to that. And I just put it to you that if there's two things that are before you to choose, one is an easy choice, To go the easy way and the other one is hard, 90 times out of 100, it'll be safe for you to choose the hard one. It's the best way. It's the safe way. It's the way to get where you need to go. Because one is narrow and one is wide, I would urge you, choose the narrow one. Thirdly, we have the different travellers that are on the road. One as many, one as few. Do you know that when you walk the Christian path, not everyone's going to agree with you? In fact, the majority of the world will say you're crazy. The majority of the world will say you're wrong. The majority of the world will have a different mindset to that of a Christian. And it's really unsafe to just take what the general sense of a community is and use that to make your decisions for your direction in life. Even more than that, it's, it's even more dangerous to take that decision of your general community feeling for your conduct in life. You see, the world, the crowd the majority, the ones walking on this wide road where there's many to accompany you will often have a voice that is very loud. It becomes loud because it becomes a majority voice that this is the way we act, this is what we can do. It's okay to live this way. But not so with those who are Christian. If you're going to be Christ-like, if you're going to be a Christian... Let me give you this news. You will be in a minority. You are a minority as a Christian. However, with Jesus Christ, with God Almighty, and one man, you have a majority of what is right. What is the right way to live? What is the right way to travel? And the thing is that while this road that has many people on it seems like it's so amazing that there's so many people travelling you miss out on this comfort of Jesus Christ himself. You're walking your life alone, really. It's funny, I was thinking about this, um, many people on a road and a few people on a road, and I was thinking about when I was travelling. If you've ever travelled down a big highway, you know the roadside stops, they're big. They're usually service stations with a Macca's or a KFC or whatever attached to it, and you walk in there. There's travellers everywhere. We're all going the same way. But do you know what that main highway seems to miss out on? It's the fastest and easiest way to get anywhere, right? You miss out on the views. You miss out on seeing things that are unexpected. (laughs) And you get really, 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 really dirty toilets. (laughs) you really do. And I was thinking, isn't that true? That the easy way to walk is always really messy in the end. There's a lot of people, but there's no care. There's a lot of people, but no excitement. There's a lot of people, but no enjoying the journey. And that is the life of a Christian. We're travelling a road where we have to make sacrifices but I can also tell you this that when you come to that place of knowing God there's no sacrifice at all. What do I have to give up? What are the things I have to give up? I don't know what your thing is but you know, sometimes the Bible says things like give up your anger. Oh wow, if I give up my anger I have to stop acting however I want but guess what your life becomes? A life of peace. You see, God won't ask you to give up anything that is good. Anything that benefits you, he won't ask you to give it up. Put aside lying to one another. Oh, I can't do that. I've got to give up something, I've got to give up lying. But when you give up lying, what happens? The truth comes. And again, you get peace. Give up gossiping, talking about one another. Ah. Oh, You mean I've got to give up my selfish desire to put someone else down and talk about them? Yeah, but what comes when you give that up? Give up sexual immorality. Oh yeah, but then I can't do just whatever I want, but what comes after that? Security in relationships and love. Where a wife feels loved and secure, where a husband feels loved and secure... You see, though this narrow road is different to what the world would say, it is a road of safety, it is a road of peace, and it is a road of comfort. And you will find that those who travel down it genuinely are far better company than the crowd that follows on the wide road. And fourthly, and I won't dwell on this much, but there is an end... There's one path that leads to this existence with with a unity and a union with the Lord himself where we are forever in his presence. It may be rough on the way at times, it may be steep at times, but its delights are so much more noble. And if you think about those paths... The narrow road, the path that we should go on as Christian is like this steady climb up a mountain. A narrow road that, that, that is maybe a little bit hard to get up. Maybe there's some boulders in the way that you have to negotiate. Maybe there's a waterfall, a ladder that you have to climb but at the top there's this amazing summit. There's the peak of life where you're entering into God's presence and it's just like you're walking up that hill and you're looking out and you're seeing this view for the first time of everything. At the end of the life with Christ, there is a beauty, there is, a, there is eternal life, not only do we live forever with him, but it's a joyful, wonderful life. Think about the other one, it's almost like this wide path, you start going down the hill, it's very easy, you gain momentum, it's good, but at the end of it, there's this sharp drop, and it's like you just keep walking over it, to nothingness. Destruction. You know, the good thing about Jesus is he didn't pull punches. He said it pretty plainly, didn't he? He said, Guys, if you want to be a Christian, you're going to enter through a narrow gate. If you want to follow me, you're going to have to get rid of your self righteousness, you're going to get, have to get rid of your pride. You're going to have to humble yourself and understand that I am God. If you're going to be a Christian, you have to realize that there are requirements to walk on that road that will keep you safe, that will keep you from harm, that will keep you from trouble. Yes, those who don't follow Christ, they don't have to worry about it. Live how you want. But the end is also sure. If you're going to be a Christian, Jesus said, you have to understand that you are not going to be the majority You're going to be the minority. The way you live life is going to be different to the rest of the world. They're going to hate you. They're going to persecute you for the things that you believe, for the things that you live, and they're not going to like you at all for it. But also, if you follow this road, at the end of it, there is also life everlasting with Jesus Christ, where you live forever with him. The joy of the road, the narrow road is this that it leads to life. And Jesus said it very plainly, there are few that find it. And I feel that sometimes it's because they stop at the gate and they think this is too much to bear. The cost is too great. Perhaps that's even you today. You've looked at Christ so many times and you thought, I'm just going to have to live my own way. I want to do what I want to do. You know that's what you need. But perhaps today is a time when you can say, I'm going to enter in today. Actually, the way I'm living is not working. Maybe that's you today. I'm going to wrap up. But what I want to do is pray for those who have already chosen that road to walk down it with strength, with courage to enjoy that journey. And for those who haven't, I'm going to pray a prayer this morning where you can actually ask Christ come into your life, to make him part of it, to say, I want to enter into heaven. I want to be in the kingdom of God. I'm going to pray that prayer, and I'll just get you to pray with me and ask him into your life today. Firstly, for us, the ones who are following that narrow path, Lord, I just want to thank you that, Father, you've set up a journey for us that, that may require us to humble ourselves and, and give up everything but Lord, this is the path of life. Lord, we ask that you'll forgive us for when we haven't journeyed the way we should. Today, Father, I just pray that this journey will become stronger inside of us. Lord God, that we would look forward to the journey ahead, knowing that you are with us. And I just pray for strength for every Christian as they walk that journey. Now, for those of you who are not Christian, you want to invite Christ in. Let's pray together now. Father God, I'm so sorry for my sin. I just want to ask that you'll forgive me. Lord, from this day on, I want to live for you. Lord, I want to give up my empty life so that you can fill me today. Holy Spirit, come and live in me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want prayer for anything this morning, guys, just come up the front. Maybe you've been walking in the narrow road, but you haven't actually really been walking it. You're, you're wanting to wander off. Maybe in your heart this morning, you're just saying, I just want some prayer for strength to keep going, to live how Christ wants me to live. I just pray for you this morning. If you're at sickness, whatever it might be this morning, love to pray for you.